It's Jesse. If you're hearing this, that means my limited edition capsule collection for Joe Fresh is out now. <laughs> In select stores and at joefresh.com, I designed matching pieces for the entire family in a really fun, bold checkerboard print, including a baby romper, toddler and kids dress, a kids t-shirt and short set, a shirt for men, and the cutest women's linen short set that you will live in all summer long. Every piece is under $35 and warning, you will get compliments wherever you go. Shop it now before it's gone. This week on Phone a Friend. Am I sharenting too much about my kids? Vasectomies are so hot right now. I hold a Justin Bieber intervention and Fifi Dobson is back and can't believe I'm asking about her personal life. Oh God. Oh my gosh. I've never been put on the spot like this. Put on your low rise jeans, your chain belt, get real emo about your ex-boyfriend and let's do this. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Girl... Let's phone a friend with Jesse Kripschick. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Phone a Friend. I'm Jesse Kripschick. I am joined as always by Jason, my producer. Hi, Jay. Hey there. Hey there. Can I ask you a question? Maybe. <laughs> Are you a little nervous about our guest? No, why? I'm a little nervous. I feel like she's maybe the only phone a friend, honestly, that I have felt genuinely intimidated by. Oh. Fifi Dobson. Because, like, she was so cool and badass oh, even okay, in 2003. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. she never gave any fucks. She was just out here singing, like, <laughs> yeah. bye-bye boyfriend and studded leather cuffs and smudged eyeliner. And the crazy thing is that even now, when you think about that, that was 20 years ago. Think about this. She was this young black woman, a teenager at the time, making pop punk music. There was no one else doing what she was doing. And she's just such a trailblazer in that way. 
So I'm nervous. I'm nervous. We're talking to a an icon legend trailblazer. You know right. what I mean? And she has a lot of hits, a lot of bangers. A lot of bangers. And Jason, the question is, will she sing those bangers along with me when I force her to play Fifi Oki? Or will she be too cool for that? I don't know. I'm nervous, but I'm going to go for it. You never know. She could whip out the guitar. She could whip out the guitar. Do a little head banging right here on Phone a Friend. I'm going to phone her in a little bit. Now, Jason, I am feeling particularly pop punk myself today because for the first time in 13 weeks, that's more than three months, I'm recording this episode in my home studio with no fear of a small child bursting in the room because all three of my small children are now in school. Thank you. Thank you so much. Is that you applauding, Jace? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm very happy for you. Well, you should be happy for both of us. I feel that this is a shared victory because you will no longer have to edit out like children bursting into the room yelling, wipe my bomb. Or like you will no longer have to take meetings with me with Romy breastfeeding. That's over Zoom. true. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is true. Yeah. They're out of both of our lives. It's very thrilling. Uh, Romy started preschool officially this week. She's doing great. And can I tell you what happened on Monday? It was the first day? Yeah, first day of preschool. I mean, please, she's a third child. She's been raising herself since birth. Like, she's fine. But it's a little chaotic for Evan and I because we have three kids to get ready. We have three lunches to make. Like, this is our first time figuring it all out. So we take the boys to one school. We take Romy to her school. By the time we get there, I realize I have not taken any cute first day of preschool photos. And Jason, this is a thing. It's very important that you document these first day of school photos things. So I'm like off organizing her cubby with the extra clothes and diapers and wipes with her teachers. And I say to Evan, like, F, can you please try to get some cute photos of Romy? Honestly, I don't know why I trusted this man with this very important job documenting this once in a lifetime moment. But it was in the moment I did. He goes off. He comes back. I say, did you get pictures? He says, oh, Jesse, I got some great ones. He said they had this cute little chalkboard for the kids to pose with. And I'm like, okay, good. I feel good. We say goodbye to Romy. We get in the car. I take his phone out to look at the photos. My husband has taken a good up to 20 to 25 pictures of Romy smiling and holding one of those cute little back-to-school chalkboards that says, Ethan's first day of preschool. I like dinosaurs. My favorite color is green. I am too. Evan just like found a chalkboard. You know those little chalkboards, Jason, that that people give to their kids to hold for their first day of school? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he just found someone else's. Like someone else had brought one for their kid, Ethan, to use. Evan did not notice that it said Ethan and only took photos of our daughter on her first day of preschool (laughs) holding a sign that says Ethan's first day of preschool. Oh, not even any without the chalkboard? No, Jason. Uh, Only pictures with the chalkboard that says Ethan's first day of school. And he didn't know 
didn't even that notice. he didn't realize that the, the, Ethan was on there. Didn't, like it wasn't like a, it wasn't realize. like a funny joke. Okay. No, he like he, I don't even <laughs> think this is how different our algorithms are because this time of year, all I get on Instagram are pictures of my friends' kids holding the little chalkboard. Evan had never even heard of it. I like explained to him that this was a chalkboard for Ethan that Ethan's mom had brought for Ethan to pose with, and Evan was like, "Oh well, I don't know. It was cute. Why didn't you get one of those?" <laughs> Yeah. Jason, this motherfucker. Like, he might as well have said to me, like, why aren't you a good mom? I was like, Evan, let me explain something to you. There are two types of moms in the world. There are chalkboard moms. And then there is everyone else. And I would love to be a chalkboard mom because chalkboard moms have their shit together. Their shit is so tightly together They have extra time to get an adorable chalkboard and fill it out to mark special occasions every year. The rest of us are lucky if we get our kids out the door with pants on. And unfortunately for you, Evan, you did not marry a chalkboard mom. And I'm sorry that you're now going to have to live the rest of your life knowing that. Either way, congratulations to to Ethan, to Ethan (laughs) on her first day of preschool. Ethan did it. Okay, there's a second part to this story, but I'm nervous about sharing it here. We have to now. I guess I just kind of share everything on this podcast. I know. Okay. Okay. Well, Jason, if this is like going to get me in trouble, you're you're my voice of reason. So you tell me to, if we have to cut it or not. But here we go. So Romy starts preschool and I join the WhatsApp mom group for her class. So you, you have a WhatsApp mom group for every class your children are in. So my count is currently up to five five separate chats for different kids and classes. And uh, you know what? I'm going to just open it up. At the time of this recording, hang on. I have, <clears throat> oh, 173 missed messages <laughs> in my WhatsApp chat. Oh, wow. I can't keep up. But after the first day of school, that first day where Evan took all the Ethan pictures, one of the moms jumps into the chat with a completely unsolicited, I'm going to read it. It's right here. Okay. Hey, I know a lot of you were taking pictures this morning. Just letting you know that we, Caps Lock, do not post pictures of name of her child on the internet. We don't believe in sharing her image online without her consent. So please refrain from sharing any photos of her, even if she's in the background. Thanks. Okay. Interesting. Interesting, right? It was um it was personally triggering for me <laughs> on many levels. So like I understand that many parents don't post pictures of their children online for many reasons. I completely respect and understand that. Most of my closest friends don't. If I wasn't who I am and I didn't sort of do what I do, I probably wouldn't be either, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And for me, obviously, I have been posting pictures of my kids on the internet without their consent since the literal moment they were born. And as <laughs> since I have ultrasound. mentioned, <laughs> since ultrasound, since they, before they were born, I have like said this before on this podcast, I'm starting to have insecurities about it. So I took the sort of judgy tone in this WhatsApp chat note a little personally. And I also felt like, you know, what the kids call projecting. (laughs) Yes. uh, (laughs) Thank you. Again, triggering for me because the effects of posting our kids lives online have been all over the place, making headlines for the last few weeks. So I feel like, you know what? 
Let's just talk about it, okay? And make sure we don't get that mom's kid in the background while we do. It's been a week. It's been a week. Yeah. Okay. The day we all knew was coming has come. The first babies of social media have grown up. They're now like 15 to 20 years old. And a lot of them are discovering that their parents have been posting pictures of them, videos of them, intimate details about their lives on the internet that will live there forever. And now a lot of them are pissed and are speaking out against what they're calling sharenting. Sharenting, Jason. I, I am a term. <laughs> full-blown sharent. And I think I hate myself for it. No. I, I do. But okay, so listen, a bunch of these children of sharents are now trying to pass bills in Washington to protect kids from being taken advantage of by their influencer parents. So they say they didn't consent to a public life. They think kids should be entitled to earn money that was earned off of content that they're in. And they're arguing that when a child turns 18, they should have the right to have all pictures and videos of themselves removed from the internet, which I don't disagree with that. Oh. I mean, please, if you're 18 and you're like, mom, can you take that, like, picture of me in the bath off of the internet? I would yeah. say, of course, right? I think the danger is when the posting goes way further than some funny pics and vids. So in trying to get a bill passed in Washington to protect children of influencers, a girl named Cam Barrett, who's now in her early 20s, testified before the House Civil Rights and Judiciary Committee. She claims her mom's been posting intimate details of her life to tens of thousands of her followers on Facebook. And here's what she said about how it's affected her. And just know this is her testifying over Zoom, so her audio is a little choppy. When you Google my name, simply just my first name, childhood photos of me in bikinis will pop up and I'm terrified to have those weaponized against me again. When I was nine years old, the intimate details of my first period were shared online. <gasps> At 12, I received a DM from a man who I didn't know who saw me riding my bike and told me he followed me home. <gasps> Mr. Chairman and ranking members of the committee, I plead you to be the voice for this generation of children because I know firsthand what it's like to not have a choice in which a digital footprint you didn't create follows you around for the rest of your life with no option for it to be removed. I mean, Jason, I heard you gasp. I'm so sorry. I didn't, it's heavy. I, I didn't mean yeah. for this to take a dark turn, but like, whoa. It's a lot. It's a lot. I think the irony is that I saw Cam's testimony on her TikTok page where she is now an influencer with 230,000 <laughs> followers, but it is different oh. when you control it. And yes. yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. If you're not listening to your grown child's request to take down a vlog of you discussing their period online, that is a problem and, and legal action should be taken. I think what it is is that a lot of these family vloggers and bloggers really start to rely on the money they're making from the content that includes their kids, and then it's hard to stop, right? And there's pressure there, like you want to buy a nicer home because it's being recorded, and you you want nicer things because you have an audience watching your every move, so you're spending more money, you're earning more money. It's hard to break out of that cycle. The big news is that last month, a law was passed for the first time ever in Illinois, and it entitles child influencers to a percent of earnings that their parents make off of content they're in, right? So the money has to be, like, set aside in a trust account for when they turn 18. It's basically why Macaulay Culkin divorced his parents. Remember that? 
Yeah. It's those laws. Emancipation. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like we're putting laws in place the same kind that we did to protect child actors in the 90s who were emancipating left, right, and center. We're doing it now to protect kids of influencers, which is fair. My argument as someone whose kids occasionally appear in branded content that earns money is like, what do you think I'm spending it on? I have three kids, okay? It all goes back into keeping them alive. Like, please don't put it in a trust fund. I need that shit now. Yeah. Piano lessons aren't going to pay for themselves, you know? Uh, that's fair. I get that. Did you ever have a time, like, let's say when you first had your your twins, the boys, mm-hmm. did you, do you remember making a decision to decide whether or not you were going to post photos of them or like share about their birth? Like, did you and Evan ever talk about that? Was it a no. conscious decision? No, that's the craziest it just thing. Felt no- it just felt natural and normal to share. Sharenting just came, I never even thought about not right. sharing. And I think partly that's because I kind of grew up with an audience, right? Like since I was 22, 23, I have been open and shared my wedding and shared like personal details about my life. So when I got pregnant and as I was pregnant on a daytime talk show where like you are you and you have to be transparent about your life. So I never even thought about not sharing. And then when I had them, I just felt sort of a responsibility to share like the real side of having kids. You know, I'm pretty careful to not share anything that doesn't feel, sorry, I hate this word, but authentic. Truly, like I always try to show you the the, the chaos that yeah. is unfolding in my house at all times. I'm never going to like force my kid to say something or do something that they don't want to do. And now I will say to like brand partners or clients, if they want my kids to appear in a video or whatever, I will always say like, if they don't want to, they are not going to. So I never force them to do something if they don't want to. Like they have said fuck off to me many times when I've asked them to like hold a thing of bread or like, they're like, no. And that's, that's, that's fine. So I'm starting to like let go and obviously let them make their own choices. But I don't know. It was weird. When we were in Vancouver a couple weeks ago, the boys were with Evan at Science World and they were recognized without me there. A woman came up and was like, are you Rio and Dre? Can I take a picture with you? And Evan was so thrown off. He just said yes. And that's weird, you know? Yeah. Weird. Weird for the person to approach also, five, six-year-old. That person, though, has been watching them since they were ultrasounds. Do you know what I mean? So to Mm -hmm. that person, it's not weird because she feels like she knows Rio and Dre, and she does, in part, know them. The weird part is that they don't know who the fuck she is and why she knows them. That's what's weird. And they're old enough now to be like, why did that lady take a picture of us? Yeah. Oh, Jason, it's all, it's, it's. But like, it, if I saw St. Kardashian West at the pavilions, like, oh, I would do the same things. So. You're absolutely <laughs> doing the same things. Did you not report a sighting to me of like Jessica Alba oh, and yeah. her daughter, like, <laughs> Honor at the Target? You know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, there's so many layers to it. There's so many layers. I just, I'll just say this as a Sharon. I applaud the kids that are speaking out now and pushing for change. I really do. And I have to say, I may start to, you know, think about changing my sharenting style. 
So if my Instagram page is just suddenly like sexy selfies and cleavage shots, you know I decided to make a hard pivot. What's next? What's next? Oh, this is a great segue, actually. We're going to move right into uh, a child of Sharon's who profited mightily from his mom posting videos of him as a child, Justin Bieber. And let's say this. If he didn't have Sharon's, I would not be talking about him or his Crocs today. So there's an upside to Sharenting, you know? That's true. Your child could make billions. So Justin Bieber and his wife Haley were photographed the other week in New York City, probably by Caesar, our positive paparazzi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They're walking together into a Krispy Kreme donut shop for a press appearance. They're promoting her company Rhodes' collaboration with Krispy Kreme. And at this point, you've all seen this image. It's been everywhere. She's wearing a strapless designer red mini dress, matching heels, a Ferragamo bag, full jewels hair and makeup. He's wearing a gray hoodie unzipped past the nipple with nothing underneath. The hood is on and tied up, and a pink baseball hat is being worn over the hood. On the bottom, he has gray sweatshorts paired with white tube socks and yellow Crocs with, wait for it, giblets. Giblets? What are those things called? I don't even know what that is. Croc gems. Croc, croc jewels. Croc gems? Oh. Giblets? I'm not that, I am not that cool. You don't giblets? have Crocs? Giblets. Giblets. Wait, how do giblets. we? Giblets. Okay, mm. did you hear that? I just yes. Googled it. Mm, <laughs> yeah. The power of the internet. With giblets. A dressy touch from Justin. Since that photograph came out, it has spawned like a million think pieces over the weeks, profiles on their style. They've been photographed over and over again. Even this week, there was a picture of them looking like they're going to two wildly different events. You know, she's off to walk the red carpet. He's off to walk the unemployment line. Truly. And I realize that he's probably wearing like designer sweatshorts and those Crocs and giblets are definitely from his Drew House collaboration with Crocs. And just to note, for anyone who's keeping track, he collabed with Crocs. She collabed with Krispy Kreme. (laughs) It's not Jay-Z and Beyonce for Tiffany, I'll tell you that much. But that doesn't make it okay. Jason, I'm going to give you a chance to please go ahead and defend this man. I dare you to argue in favor of this look. I am not in favor of it, but... I don't know. I get that, like, it's the appearance was hers and she mm. was the one who was meant to be on camera. Mm. So he just sort of like attended as a guest in the background, which of mm. course he should know that that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, they're always mm-hmm. going to be side by side. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think he's just that, like, he probably thought he looked so cool. Right. Or maybe he just, like, simply just didn't care. And it was like, it's that kind of. He still maybe has that bit of angst where it's like, I truly don't care that much that I'll show you how much I don't care and I'm going to get no, away with it. No, I don't. I t- yes, it's not his press appearance, but then stay in the car. I, yeah, I don't care like what this man wears on his own or how cool he thinks he looks. He was there to support her. You know, if I win an when I win an Oscar and I bring Evan. He doesn't get to wear sweatshorts because he's not the one winning the Oscar. You know, like we're going to the same place. Shouldn't we follow the same dress code? Like, do you consult your partner before you guys go somewhere together? So you're at least sort of on the same page dress code wise? No, not really. Honestly. Have you ever stepped out? I have like, like, I have one outfit. 
So there's like, I'm not the person to ask. I'm sorry. Describe it to me slowly. I truly have a black t-shirt and black pants, and that's that's it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Robert, that's technical real. producer, I hope you added sexy music to that, because that's <laughs> what I live for. So you're always just going to put on black t-shirt, black jeans. Yeah. Okay. 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 I feel like we ha- we'll we'll have meaningful consultation before an event. Like Evan will get mad at me if I'm too dressed up because then he feels like he has to go back and yeah. dress up. We try to keep it sort of balanced. I will say at the same time he recently purchased Crocs like like fashion Crocs which were very disconcerting for me and he wore them to a family gathering last weekend where I'll just say there was no gardening or water activities involved. Wait, I'm sorry. I I'm like I missed the whole like Croc thing like Wow, what what does it mean like fashion Crocs? Like do Crocs are now being worn as a fashion accessory. For me, I used to be very anti-Croc. I've recently turned the corner because I have three children and they all own and wear Crocs because okay. it's just a lot easier to put a Croc on a child, especially in the summer, than like lace or Velcro anything up. Yeah. So I I approve of a Croc for a child. But Crocs has really evolved. Evan has like tie-dye Crocs with some, like, industrial lime green strap. I'll post a picture of his Crocs, okay? Like, he didn't just go for a basic Croc. Yeah, he went for, like, like a sneakerhead kind of Croc. Got it, okay. Which I feel should be a cause for concern. We're committing to the Croc as a fashion accessory. In conclusion, I would just like everyone to consider this a public service announcement. A phone a friend public service announcement. Men, if your partner looks like a 10, you have to look like at least an 8. That's it. That's the announcement. <laughs> this has been a phone a friend public service announcement. Thanks, Haley, Justin, and Justin's giblets. That sounded dirty. What's next? What's next? Justin's giblets. <laughs> <laughs> Title of episode? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Here's what's next. Gen Z women, actually, this works. They want their men with their giblets snipped. Here's what's hot in TikTok. What's hot on TikTok? There is a trend on TikTok where women in their 20s are coming out and saying they're only looking to date men with vasectomies, or as they call men with vasectomies, vasect yummies. <laughs> So clever. Can I tell you that was an accidental air horn sound effect? My hand just literally hit the phone, but it felt like God God was moving my fingers in the right direction because it really worked. Vasect yummies. Vasect yummies. I feel like as, you know, to the elder millennial mother community, a man with a vasectomy is just like a tired ass dad who doesn't want to have any more damn kids. I know a lot (laughs) of them. But to a 23-year-old TikToker, He's a vasectomy. Here's a TikToker explaining her preference. He needs to be willing to get a vasectomy to date me. Mm. Don't want kids, never want kids. So he needs to be able to get a vasectomy. Like that is one of my, like, if you're not willing to do that for me, then like, I don't want to date you. Does it make sense though? Does it real? That's that's my question. Because I'm all for women deciding they don't want kids. I support you. And sometimes... I wish I was you. And if you settle down with someone or you marry someone, like, yes, they should absolutely get a vasectomy if that is what is important to you. Why should women always be responsible for the birth control? I'm in favor. But I don't know. Maybe I'm 
old school, but telling a man that you won't even date him unless he has a vasectomy, like, that's a real commitment, you know? It's not like, if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. It's like, if you want to be my lover, <laughs> you got to permanently sever your vast deferens, eliminating supply of your sperm to your semen. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a lot. I haven't heard the word vas deferens. <laughs> In a very long time. I know, I know but I oh, know no. it's somewhere. It exists somewhere <laughs> in the back of my brain. Somewhere in the last 35 years, I had to write vast depth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. high school. Very science. high school. Yeah. Absolutely. Mr. Prosick absolutely taught me about vast deference. <gasps> So, but now here's the interesting thing. After Roe v. Wade was overturned, the rate of vasectomies in the U.S. went up by 26%. And a lot of those men getting their giblets snipped are 18 to 24 years old. And I think it's because men finally have to be accountable for impregnating women. Hallelujah. Also, the hashtag vasectomy has 900 million views on TikTok. I'm telling you. It's what's hot on TikTok. And searches for the word vasectomy went up 500% on dating apps. People are looking for like handsome employed vasectomy. So thanks TikTok for telling us that vasectomies are so hot right now. And that is exactly how I'm going to sell it to Evan. Just like, hey, Ev, see this busty 24-year-old TikToker calling it a vasect yummy? <laughs> when can we make your appointment? What's next? What's next? Oh, get ready. Get ready. I have been pitching Jason this story for approximately the entire summer and first two weeks of fall. He has finally given up and given in and allowed me to bless you with a segment called Leonardo DiCaprio's Yacht Boy Summer. Leonardo DiCaprio's Yacht Boy Summer. <sighs> It's going to be the greatest segment we've ever done, actually. It's going to go into our Hall of Fame. It's going okay. to become a phone-a-friend heritage moment. Just I've worked really hard on this to prove you wrong. Okay, so if you, like me, have a Leonardo DiCaprio heavy algorithm, first of all, you're blessed. Second, you might have noticed that he seemed to be on yachts all summer long. You probably noticed this, Jason. Definitely, yeah. Right. So instead of just like noticing a photo or two of him jumping off a boat into the ocean off the coast of the Maldives and then moving on with my life, I decided to spend hours of my time piecing together Leonardo DiCaprio's yachting schedule for the 2023 <laughs> season. What I have uncovered is staggering. Are you ready? I'm ready. Put on your chinos and your loafers. Here we go. Mm-hmm. On January 3rd, Leo kicked off the new year on a yacht in St. Bart's, smoking cigarettes with three models in bikinis. In May, he was seen basking in the sun on a luxurious super yacht with an unidentified blonde off the coast of Sardinia. At the end of May, he was photographed on a super yacht in Cannes with Tobey Maguire and 22-year-old model Megan Roche. But don't worry, nothing's going on with her. She was only there for one night. Wait, oh... Weeks later in June, he replaced the model with his dad and his niece and his stepmom for a fun family sailing on the Amalfi Coast. In late June, he boarded another super yacht in Capri where he was seen smoking a vape and drinking Perrier. 
In mid-July, he boarded a super yacht in Saint-Tropez and sailed the French Riviera with Tobey Maguire again and also models again. A week later, on July 20th, he was spotted on a super yacht in the Italian coast flying a helicopter from said yacht to land to go to a restaurant. Hashtag environmental activist. On August 10th, he boarded another luxury yacht off the coast of Ibiza with Tobey Maguire models Mick Jagger and a Love Island star in a thong named Arabella Chi. Finally, in late August, he was seen wrapped in a towel holding a vape on a $200 million super yacht in southern Spain. I'm exhausted. From May to August. Let's just do May to August. That's eight yachts in four months. Jason, he's averaging two yachts a month. I can't even get it together to go to two yoga classes a month. And he's packing (laughs) and traveling and boarding two yachts a month. I don't know if this is cause for celebration or cause for concern. He has an addiction to yachts. Yeah. This is a yacht diction, right? Like, (laughs) and like, we are not even going to talk about the fact that he's a staunch environmentalist who's like chartering some of the largest, most environmentally destructive vessels on earth. We're not going to get into that. That's not fun. Jason, you were not at all interested in this investigation, but now that I have revealed the fruits (laughs) of my research, are you not intrigued? I'm jealous. Once, when you string it all together, it's like, wow, just buy your own yacht. I know. That's true. Just like financially, we have some advice. Like, you need to stop chartering, bro, which is buy already. I just like, I don't know what the appeal is. Like, it seems great, but you know, what is, why does he do it? Like, is yawning to Leo what cruising is to my Aunt Frances and Uncle Jack? Like, they just have come to a point in their life where all they do is go on cruises. That's what they like. Is their Royal Caribbean cruise his $100 million super yacht? Like, that's just how he likes to vacation. It's so weird. I think, like, obviously, a yacht is like the ultimate sign of luxury so he can have that flex when he you know brings the models on board Mm -hmm. um but there's this weird like i've actually watched documentaries about yachts where like (laughs) there's like a weird world this like not to make this whole thing dark but like there's a weird world in like the yachting community where like you just are at sea on this like and you're a billionaire and you can just get away with anything you want and like um, I don't trust the oh, yachters. That's interesting because there are no have, laws. Yeah, or it just you know you're you're out in the middle of the water and you have a yes. staff that's like doting on you and you are a billionaire <gasps> and you could just like make you can do whatever you want and you're you're secluded you're confined to that one space like people can't really like get to you it's very oh, it's, it's Jason. weird and you know that Leonardo DiCaprio and Toby Maguire and their little group of friends call themselves the wolf pack and have matching necklaces like that say wolf pack like you know that the wolf pack is up to some shit on international yeah. waters and BT dubs if any influencers of Illinois want to get away with working their kids to the bone without paying them do it on a yacht no laws <laughs> there you go. See, we brought that full circle. Yeah, mm-hmm. smart. I just feel like, you know, in the midst of the chaos and discord on this earth, you can always trust Leonardo DiCaprio to be pressing on, living life to its fullest on a yacht somewhere off the coast of a place I've never been and will likely never go to. And in that, I think we can all find peace. Did you find peace? I found peace. I'm glad we did that. Mm, me too. What's next? What's next? Okay, here it is. I think 
truly like one of my, m- the most unexpected things that has come about with this podcast is just how pro 2010 we are. <laughs> Like, we do often talk about 2010-era icons like Flo Rida, Pitbull, Usher. But let's just talk about another iconic figure from that time who is Canadian, who is a woman, who is a fat-ass business bitch, but not in the Selling Sunset kind of way, more in like an emo rock and roll way. Fifi Dobson. She is back with a new album, a new tour, and I'm going to call her right now. Let's phone a friend. Girl... Let's phone a friend. Fifi, I'm on a Fifi basis. Never met her, but I'm just going to call her Fifi. Fifi hasn't released an album since 2010. So this is a huge deal. She's putting out her first music since then. It's also the 20-year anniversary of her first album. Just let that sink in. Which broke boundaries in so many ways. And I have 20 years worth of questions to ask her. Hello? Hello, Fifi Dobson. Hi. I can't believe you took my call. Thanks for calling me. <laughs> Please, anytime. Okay, we're going to discuss. We have a I have an agenda for us, okay? Your okay. tour, your brand new album, which I have been listening to nonstop since you sent it over. I had it on this morning and my six-year-old kid looked at me and was like, Mom, is this rock and roll? And I was like, you're damn right it's rock and roll by a female pioneer of the pop rock genre. Oh. So before we get to all of the new stuff, can we talk about the old stuff? Yeah, of course. We're going to delve into your past a little bit. Are you sure? Are you sure you want to do that? I'm so sure. I have so many questions. Um, You're 16 years old, Fifi. You started recording yourself singing karaoke and then sent those recordings to record labels. Is that is that true? Yeah, I uh, my mom gifted me a karaoke machine for Christmas and she saved up all her money for it. And uh, that was my only gift. And I would just send demo tapes to record labels. And it's ridiculous, but somehow it kind of worked. That's what eventually got you signed. Yeah. Wow. Speaking of you singing and your karaoke machine in Scarborough, Ontario, correct? Yeah, yeah. I feel like you have put out banger after banger, and I want to remind my listeners of the Fifi Dobson catalog. So I'd like to have a full circle moment with you and do a little Fifi-oki together. Would you be open to that? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, yes. Fifi-oki. Let's start in 2003. Okay. And 18, you're 18 years old. You come out, you have low-rise jeans, a chain belt always, a high ponytail, bra straps showing always. Always. And you're belting out this. Boyfriend. Time like on my way. Okay, you take it. You still like the way you say. Baby, back it up. Lay down words. But it couldn't last forever. I mean, that was terrible, but I blame myself. No, it was fantastic. I agree. Can I move on to my personal favorite Fifi Dobson track from the same album? Yeah. Are you ready? Be together, take me away. Take me far away from here and I will run with you. Don't be afraid. Navigate and I will steer into the sun. Oh, we're getting better. If you need backup vocals on the tour, please let me know. Okay, I'm not stopping there. Uh Uh-oh. Then she hits us with, I want to say, like a slightly 
a slightly softer side. Here we go. And then we go I'm sorry, when you just hit me with that la di da ao, shivers. I got shivers. You have such a voice. Like that song to me was like, oh shit, she's not just like they're belting it out. Like it was soft, it was beautiful. And then you like, there's ghost, there's stuttering, which I just feel like we can't move on without this. It's a lot of uh, 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 We could do this all day. It's like hit after hit after hit, Fifi Dobson. So Thank you. let's get into it. Let's do it. Nice segue. Thank you so much. You wrote it, actually. So, so I didn't write the segue. You wrote the segue. is to you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, okay. So you're 16. You get a deal, right? Right. I'm curious to know, because that's like peak manufactured bubblegum pop era. You have Britney. You have Christina. Did they try to make you that? I mean, naturally, there were a lot of writers kind of like, moving in that direction production because that's what was hot you know and Mm. of course i was so young at that point like 16 17 writing then i was just trying to figure it out too and it really wasn't until i did this punk pop song for for prozac's album and because they had Mm. they had needed a a demo singer and i was next door in a studio with another producer and they're like can we use her and and then i just went in and sang it for them and they were like oh my gosh you like you shine with you know, this production, like, have you thought of doing that? I was like, yes, it's what I've wanted, you know, mm. just, I just needed something that felt the way I felt inside. And I found that the things that were too light, what it just didn't reflect my frustrations as a teenager, you know? <laughs> yes. Is it true that they called you Brandy Spears? That did go around, uh, around, which to me just sounds like like I have black skin and I have like a white voice. Mm. That's basically what it sounded like to me. And I don't even know what that means. It's like, I think when I was younger, it didn't really affect me the same way because I was just kind of like, I was a little aloof because I was thinking like, why would people think that? And it's stupid. So now as an adult, I look back and I'm like, wow, I can't believe people actually said, said those things. I know. Yeah. And isn't it interesting, too, to look back on that time? Because your album came out a little bit after Avril Lavigne's Let Go. You're two young Canadians making pop, quote, punk music. And historically, we love to pit young women against each other. Was it frustrating getting comparisons to her? No, not at all, actually, because she was super cool and we were very different. I was always like, you know, people are always going to compare. Women get it constantly. And uh, I don't know why we can't just be looked at as, you know, being an individual. But I think it's like something that makes things easier to digest, like, which I kind of get. It's like in a weird way. It's like, oh, check out that Lana Del Rey record. It reminds me of blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, I think that's where it kind of happens. 
Yeah, people always want to find something that they compare you to, and that was it. Yeah. And can I just say, like, in watching all of your music videos back, the, you are 18 years old, and, like, you're performing. You're, like, fucking Beyonce. You're amazing. You're, like, dancing and shaking and so confident. I was like, where did she get that at that age? Like, it's amazing to watch. You know, it's interesting. I don't I don't really know, like... I was a bit of a ham. Mm -hmm. I've always kind of been that way. Like, just like, watch me. Like, da-da. Like, you know, like all the time. (sighs) And um, I think that once the camera rolled, it was like, it was just like survival. It's like, this is my chance, you know, to get out of my childhood home, to like finally have a dream come true. And so it's like, I put everything. I would do anything. Like, in the sense of like, if (laughs) not anything. (laughs) But I'm saying like, in the sense... But in the sense of like when that camera rolls, it's like it's time to show people what you got. This could be your only chance. Like you don't know. So I love that so much. You're getting yeah. um, your first air horn sound effect. Congratulations. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the club. This podcast, it does that to you. Just brings yeah. you right to the club. Brings you to the government. It back does. In the day. Oh my God. The government. Like, remember the government? Oh, I remember the government. Do you remember how dirty the floors of the government were? <laughs> oh, <laughs> was, yeah. You could catch a lot of things just by touching the floors. Oh, um, man. I don't know how much time you spend reading your comments on the internet, yeah. but let me tell you, I have spent hours reading your comments, and I just want to read you a couple. Okay. Um, this one says, Fifi, you're the first Black girl who looked similar to me who did pop punk music that I saw as a kid. Another person writes, I remember when I was 11, I first discovered Fifi. It was amazing and unreal to see a black chick like me singing rock music. This one says, I'll forever love Fifi for breaking down racial barriers in music. Did you see it that way at the time? To be honest, um, all I was thinking about when I was 17, 18 was, again, getting out of my home, being heard, being finally seen and appreciated for being a little weird and just myself. And I was still just worried about boys calling me back and like (laughs) all the things, you know what I mean? Like I I didn't know exactly what I was doing. I just, I have to be myself or I, I actually get really uncomfortable. Do you see it that way now looking back? Like, can you acknowledge that you sort of, open doors or allowed a lot of people to see themselves in you? I, I can acknowledge, you know, I can, I'm really appreciative and, and it's a blessing. I mean, that's very modest. I think you should just take full credit for like the resurgence <laughs> of that kind of music. Olivia Rodrigo, Willow Smith, they would not be doing what they're doing without Fifi Dobson. I said it. I appreciate it. it. I, said I appreciate it. it. Okay. We're still in 2000. We've moved to 2004. Okay. We're in 2004. I, I saw you live opening up for Justin Timberlake on his Justified tour. Can you please tell me everything? And this can be a three-hour episode if it has to. I'm getting comfortable. I want to hear it all. First of all, it was amazing. I mean, it was a serious dream come true. It really... Um, made me believe in manifestation because when I was a young teenager, I mean, I was a young teenager at that point too. I was like yeah. 18, 19. So, yeah. But when I was like 16, 17, you know, like I had a huge, biggest crush on him. And, and so Take Me Away was about him 
and no. the posters on my wall. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Take yeah. me away. You're singing about Justin Timberlake. Yeah, like taking me on this like <gasps> journey. And it was funny because I was a few years before, you know, obviously then that happened. But yeah, and I would tell people in high school, like I'd be like, Justin Timberlake's gonna know me one day and they'd be like, well, You're crazy. You live in Scarborough. Like <laughs> you like what are you talking about? And you wear your uncle, you know, your uncle's clothes, like uncle hand-me-downs. And like, I didn't have any, like, I was just this kid walking around like, I'm going to know this person. And when he took me on tour, it was like a real um, testament to to manifestation and just like how powerful it is. (gasps) Uh, Fifi, does he know that? Did he know that that song was about him? No, no. I was so nervous when I met him. I was like, I'm like touring with him like i remember he <laughs> we pulled into the venue and we just had our little van mm-hmm. and and he had like 90 trucks or something like that <laughs> and we pull in and i'm going to my dressing room and i can kind of feel him like behind me like walking to say hi so i just keep walking to my dressing room and he walks in he introduces himself and i'm trying to be cool like this is oh. my moment of like don't show nothing like i was like hey dude what's up <laughs> You know, and uh, the minute he left the dressing room, I, like fell on the floor, like in front of my band. I was like, "Oh my god, you don't understand!" And uh, but yeah, I never showed him that. No. Oh my god. Well, you know, Justin Timberlake is a big listener of Phone a Friend. I think he considers himself a phony, so I I believe he will know today. <laughs> That's amazing. <Yeah. laughs> um, I manifested that I would one day meet Chris Kirkpatrick over the phone, and I did. He was a guest on this podcast, and he confirmed to me that he would hook up with fans when he was on tour. And then I asked him if he would have hooked up with me, and he definitively said, probably not. So that felt <gasps> great. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. kidding. No, I'm not. He looked me up and down through the Zoom call and then was like, meh. Maybe. Who says that? Chris Kirkpatrick. <laughs> Listen, I know what I looked like at that time, and I agree. He would not have hooked up with no. me. No. Okay? It was... You wouldn't want to was... hook up with him. How about that? <laughs> he just did the high notes in the song. He didn't do the leads. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Okay, so you're touring with Justin Timberlake. You've manifested this. It is happening this is 2004, and then you make a follow-up album in 2005. Mm. And then is it true that your label, like, shelved it or it never came out? What happened with that? It was too hardcore. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah, it was just like no one knew what to do with me. Like, and then it was shelved, and then label and I split ways. And the album ended up coming out after it was shelved, and then they released it with the wrong cover. <gasps> At that point, I had no more control. <gasps> I had no control. I had no control of the mixes. I had no control of the masters. I, I had, you know, it was put out and I couldn't even say anything about the art. I had worked so hard on the art and none of the art got seen. That is crazy. And then didn't Miley Cyrus at one point sing one of your songs? Yeah, so off that album, after it gets shelved and I'm kind of like, okay, now I have no label. I'm back in Toronto. I'm losing my mind drinking wine every day because I'm just so messed up. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Not knowing how to restart. I didn't know what was the next move. So when Miley actually did a song called Start All Over, which was one of the songs that was maybe going to be on the album, but I decided not to put it on. Mm-hmm. She ended up taking it. And then with uh, Selena Gomez, she did As a Blonde, a cover of As a Blonde. 
and um and then don't let it go to your head jordan sparks did uh, a cover of that so all these girls are singing your songs you're up here in toronto drinking wine watching their music videos <laughs> hearing them sing yeah. your songs and you're like fuck this i gotta do this again yeah basically it kind of it was interesting because it, there's positives and um negatives with both of it and you know there's pros and cons because the pro was it it, it started a fire in me and mm. like and like oh yeah you know what I, I i can do this and i'm not you know a bad writer or i'm not like my ideas were not bad and the vision i had obviously was not bad because people started taking it mm. but the con was when i think about it now yeah. i think sometimes i'm like why did i get told it wasn't good or wasn't right, or it was too hard, or it was too this, mm. but then it wasn't for others. So mm. I've had to really like come to terms with that and like fate is fate and life is life. But like, I really love the renditions and, and I'm proud to see awesome females, you know, sing the songs. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that is really like, I can't even imagine how complex those feelings are hearing those songs come out by those artists. I'm just glad it spurred you to make music again because you come back, you're, you're dropping albums. Let's talk about your new album, Emotion Sickness. <laughs> what emotions are giving you sickness, Fifi? Oh my gosh. I'm so emo. Like, first of all, I'm a Pisces. Okay. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That explains <laughs> you know? that. I'm a I don't lover. know anything I about astrology, love. but I do know that yeah. like Pisces is a thing. Oh my gosh. I'm, I cry all the time. I'm like, I believe in like this hopeless romantic life. Like the Romeo and Juliet scene where like Leonardo DiCaprio sees Claire Danes and it's like, oh, uh, like the fish that's tank? What I'm, Very familiar. Yes. yes. That's, that's what I think. Love it. Oh my God, Fifi, I'm, I'll be your Leonardo DiCaprio to your Claire Danes. I feel the same way. Yeah. By the way, this album really is giving Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes at the fish tank, except they're like drinking and hooking up. It's a little messier yeah. than yeah. that. You have songs like Shut Up and Kiss Me, Recharge My Heart, Fucking In Love, are we fucking in love? Like, I know you're not super public about your personal life, but I'm only asking because you brought it up. In this album. Yeah. I mean, I'm always fucking in love. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It's really a through line on this uh, podcast, even though I have been with the same person for 16 years. I'm just always fucking in love with, you know, a variety of people. Hot wiggles. <laughs> I can't help myself. So this album really has songs about everything. It's like about dating, messy relationships, one night stands. I feel like we should dive a little bit into your dating history because you have an Ariana Grande like roster of exes only in that they're like vast oh and varied. No, they're really all over the place. You've dated actors, musicians, Nickelodeon stars, VJs, oh my who I happen to be friends with. <laughs> Is there anybody that you look back on and think like, wow, what was I doing with him? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, honestly, <laughs> Listen. I don't kiss and tell. I can't kiss and tell. I, I just know that. Every human that's been in my life, male or female, have been awesome and helped me transition to a different place in my life or like inspired me or made me write an album or a song. And I've had some loves, you know, for a very long time. And I've had some that were just like two months, maybe. <laughs> 
<laughs> Just a couple nights at the government. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, no. I got it. Listen, we all have, please. And that was a really um, great way to answer that question. So... That's that's just an absolute round of applause for you for taking that one. Thank you. Um, as I'm listening to Emotion Sickness, I want a vivid mental picture of some of the guys you're singing about, people you're singing about. So I want to just okay. narrow the field down by playing a quick game that I'm calling Fifi's Choice. Oh, gosh. Fifi's Choice. So very quickly, rapid fire, I'm going to name two qualities or traits. You choose one that you prefer in a partner. Are you ready? Okay, ready, ready. Older or younger? Oh, it's so horrible. (laughs) Phoebe, it's the first question. (laughs) Um, mentally or (laughs) emotionally? Oh, God, you tell me. Mentally. Mentally older, (laughs) mentally. But physically younger. (laughs) Okay, musician or just basic person? Musician. Mm. Skinny or muscular? Skinny. (laughs) The emoist answer you could have given. Blonde or brunette? Brunette. Tattoos or no tattoos? Tattoos. Adventurer or homebody? Adventurer. Okay. Wants to take you to eras or renaissance? Wait, what is eras? Taylor Swift's tour. Oh, oh gosh. I'm sorry, Swifties. Um, Uh, renaissance okay yes clearly uh (laughs) life of the party or a little nerdy a little nerdy Mm. vasectomy or no vasectomy it's a thing on tiktok no vasectomy okay great style or doesn't care great style leather jackets or business suits leather jackets body hair or hairless hairless (laughs) and that's how you play fifi's (laughs) choice Fifi's Choice. I'm sorry. I'm going to be thinking about hairless as an answer for a really long time. Unexpected. I was talking about the chest. I was talking about the chest. Like, I like hair on the arms, the legs, you know, down below. But the chest. This is why I love Phoebe Dobson. She is a hard-on-her-sleeve kind of girl. And she's just going to tell you how she likes it. Hairless. On the top. On the bottom. There you go. And apparently she likes it different ways in both places. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, When you go on tour this fall, it's in like a matter of weeks. What will be on your rider this time? Are we going vodka or are we going more of a green juice at this point? You know, that's a very good question. I'm very picky. Oh. And so... um, as I've gotten older, I'm pickier. Like back in the, you know, when I was younger, I'd be like, just give me some Smirnoff, you know? But like Sorry. now. Title of episode, just give me some Smirnoff with Fifi Dobson. Thank you for not just writing my segue off the top, but writing the title. Okay, continue. Yes. So then now I just like have Empress Jen, which is Canadian. Mm. It's my fave mm. saying, just putting it out there, Empress Jen. Okay. And then Moet, I'll always have champagne. I know it's that, kind of, it's that. that kind of party. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can I come backstage at one of your dates? Oh yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. I'll just be popping the Moet. Um, is it true that you now live in... Okay, this is actually a good conversation though. The Moet, Moet. Okay. Oh. So... Like the last 10 years or so, I've said Moe, right? Yes. I really believe that's Moe. Yes. Now, I've asked a lot of people 
And recently I was told, you know, because a lot of times the French, you don't pronounce T's. Right. I was told that's the only time really they pronounce a T. Moet. Yes. Stop. It's crazy. I know. Because this is like, I'm Canadian, and so I pronounce all French shit how it should be pronounced. La Croix, when all these American dummies are saying La Croix. Oh, yeah, yeah. Con, when all these American dummies are saying cans and Moet. So, like, are you telling me that I'm the asshole? No, I seriously, I even YouTube pronunciation. I did all of it because I was going crazy. I said Moet all the time. It was like, Moet. Moet. There's a tea. Fifi, I mean, you've changed my, you've changed my life forever. To think that I have been walking through life calling it Moet. All the times that I ask for Moet. Oh, every Friday, practically. Oh my God, Moet. Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, I hope I'm wrong just because of that. But honestly... I, it blew my mind. This is revolutionary. This is going to change lives. It's going to change yeah. lives. I know my my girls are real Moet. Moet I almost said it again. Moet girls. So they'll appreciate. Um, okay. I know I've talked to you forever. I have to let you go. But I'm not going to let you go without playing one final game in celebration of your new album. Okay. Because your new album is called Emotion Sickness. And you have been so open about your emotions and pronunciations of expensive champagne with me. I want to take advantage of it and get up all in your feelings with a game I'd like to call I Got a Fifi Feeling. Thank you. Okay. Okay. That's very good. So here's the deal. Whenever I have a musician, I ask them to write their own jingle for their own song. So I would love for you, Fifi Dobson, to just write a quick boy band style jingle for I Got a Fifi Feeling. Would you bestow me the honor? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You I've never been put on the spot no, like this. No, you got this. You Please, you write uh, songs. You can write a Jingle? You know what you should have? We should have put some like auto, like crazy, like T Pain auto to your Okay, <laughs> Listen, Rob, my technical producer, will add T Pain um, auto tune to us, please, Rob. Yeah. You start it. Okay. I'll take it. I got a beep, beep feeling, feeling in my bones. I got a beep, beep feeling, feeling in my heart. Tear me apart. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to list off some relationshipy things. Again, all in theme with the album. Uh, you tell me okay. what emotion it makes you feel. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> PDA. Happy. Ooh, she's a PDA girl. Yes. One night stands. Iffy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's the correct response. Sexting. Uh, evidence. Oh, she feels... It's, I don't know if evidence is technically a feeling, but will it? It's not. An emotion? Um, okay, we'll accept fear. It. Okay, good. Yeah, fear. Good. Okay, sending nudes. No, it's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> okay. Off bound. Okay. Okay, dirty talk. I mean, the feeling you get when you say that is like... Kind of gross. That's because I said it. Let's be honest. That's because I said it. <laughs> no. uh, lingerie. Sexy. Ooh. And finally, having children. Wow. Love. Amazing. <gasps> do you want to have children, Beefy Dobson? I do. Yeah, I do. I got I do. that when you said no vasectomy. I took that to mean to mean yes. <laughs> and that is how you play 
I got a fee feeling. I got a fee feeling in my bones. I got a fee feeling in my home. <laughs> if you want to get that Fifi feeling in your bones, in your heart, in your home. See Fifi live on tour. It kicks off in Toronto September 29th, and then you go all across the country. Uh, the album Emotion Sickness is out also September 29th. It is so good. And if you haven't streamed the singles, Fucking In Love, Hungover, and Recharge My Heart, they're out now. Stream it. Stream it all. And I Can't Love Him and Love You Too, which we just dropped. Oh my God, yes. I say go back to 2003 and just start streaming Fifi all the way through. Enjoy 20 years of Fifi Dobson and follow at Fifi Dobson everywhere. Thank you for being a barrier-breaking badass woman in music, but mostly for taking my call and explaining to me how to pronounce Moet. Thank you for calling me. Oh my God. Next time I'm, we're doing, I'm going to come backstage. I'll drink them a wet, but I'll also bring you a Smirnoff just in case you want that 2003 feeling again, you know? You never know, You right? never know. You never know. Sometimes it ignites something in you. Um, and yeah. now instead of saying, you know, bye-bye boyfriend, I just have to say bye-bye Fifi. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Fifi Dobson. Okay. Like... She did not disappoint. Still absolutely just as intimidatingly cool as she's always been, but also just like how fun and open and totally down to play along was she, Jace? Yeah, totally. <gasps> loved her. Great. Great call. Thank you. And Jason, during that call, please tell me you looked up the proper pronunciation of Moet. Yeah, I knew Moet? I knew that it was Moet. Like, oh, like, you did I, not. But, yes, but I always found that so cringy when people would say that. It's like an, a bit of an eye roll. It's like, okay, like, calm down. Wow, Jason revealing himself to be, you know, higher class than the rest of us. Why don't you just go join Leo well, on his yacht already maybe. with your Moet? Yeah, maybe. I- I'll never look at Moet the same way again. And honestly, I'll probably never look at Moet, period. <laughs> I'm looking at the Kirkland brand of Prosecco when it goes on sale. That's what I'm looking at. But now that I know how to pronounce it properly, I actually feel kind of bougie. Thanks, Fief. Okay, pop your Moet or your Kirkland signature because I'm reading your reviews of this podcast for the first time ever. The good, the bad, and the confusing. Next. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. We're back. Now, I usually check my voicemail, but this week we thought we'd check my reviews because I often ask you to review this podcast. I think it's because like when when people leave reviews, it helps boost the show somehow. So the nicest thing you could do, phonies, truly, is take 30 seconds and write a review. Now, I have not read any of the reviews. So, Jason, you have done me the honors of selecting a few, and I'm going to read them for the first time live on this show. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you're sending them to me now? There you go. Thank you. Okay. Oh, boy. I'm nervous. Are they all nice? I yeah. Uh, well, okay. read them. <laughs> Did you protect my, my sensitive soul? Okay. <clears throat> this one says, love seeing my Canadian girl killing it. This podcast is hilarious, and I want children now so I can make fun of them. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. All my sharenting has done is taught childless people that they can make fun of their kids on the internet. Oh, perfect for anyone who's dumb and busy or smart with way too much time on their hands. Oh, I like that. Really good one. Really good one. An avid really listener. Good one. An avid listener. And yes, we welcome the dumb and busy. We also welcome the smart and with too much time on their hands. Do you know what I mean? If you're yachting and you need something to listen to, please indulge. Okay, this next one says, this podcast is so thought out and high quality. Oh my God, every episode is equivalent to a Netflix comedy special. So much funnier than Jason Bateman. <gasps> I'm blushing. Jason. I feel that's, that's your ultimate that's my ultimate goal. <laughs> goal, is to be funnier than Jason Bateman. And, you know, this reminds me, reviewer, we haven't dropped our Fuck You, Jason Bateman sound effect in a while. Rob, our technical producer, hit me. Fuck you, Jason Bateman. <sighs> Thank you. That felt good. Oh, these are so nice. Okay, this one is from Cool Yoga Girl. <laughs> Jesse is one of the... F oh, my God. Now I'm just embarrassed to be reading these out loud. I did not expect them to be so nice. Jesse is one of the funniest and most relatable people in the biz. This pod is a must listen. You'll laugh. You'll cry from laughing. You'll pee your pants from laughing and not just the moms. <laughs> cool yoga girl is definitely has pushed some, some kids out from down under. She knows. Now, Jason, can I just tell you, it's like, it's like when I sneeze, I pee. When I laugh, I pee. I can't hold anything oh, no. down there. <laughs> But I guess that's just why I'm the most relatable person in the biz. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, I'm going to read it one more because I'm these are making me embarrassed, truly. Love, Jessie. She has a way to talk about everything with a positive energy, except for the giblets, I guess. And even though I'm probably not the target of this show, single, straight, male, 45-year-old Latino, I am enjoying it. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Oh we did God. it. We did it. Jason, my ultimate compliment is that I'm funnier than Jason Bateman. Your ultimate compliment is that the show that you created with an elder millennial mom for other elder millennial women is being listened to and enjoyed by a single straight male 45-year-old Latino. Love him. Love him. Love him. Sir Sandman is his name. Thank you for listening. Uh, I don't know how you found us, but I love it. He like came across it by accident for sure. And then obviously was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to keep listening. And then just had this like epiphany. He was so pleasantly surprised. Had to write a review. Had to write a review. That's the story for sure. Yeah. And you know what? If you're an elder millennial mom who's been listening to this podcast for weeks and weeks and you haven't written a review, just know that our boy Sandman, the 45-year-old Latina straight male, found the time and energy to write a review. So please get on it. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Well, thank you for your reviews. Jason, did you keep like the angry ones away from me so I wouldn't see them? No, honestly, no, there weren't any. Oh, that's nice. Please keep them coming. It it really does take a minute to drop one in there, and it means the world. And when we sell this Spotify for $20 million, Meghan Markle style, you're all going to get hired as writers, because those were great. Or maybe you can just do the guest interviews for me, and I'll add my voice in later, also Meghan Markle style. And that's our show. Huge thank you to Fifi Dobson. Go see her live, stream her new music, like the single Fucking In Love. In fact, I just feel like we sung the old songs. I think we should end the show with a new one. Yeah. All right, hit us with Fucking In Love. This is such a jam. Oh, so good. Thank you as always to you for listening. Thank you to the one 45-year-old Latino male for listening and, you know, leaving us reviews. It means the world. Jason, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Oh, now I'm going to go drink Moet off a yacht off the Amalfi Coast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. In my mind, in reality, I'm going to pick up my child at preschool and I promise I won't post a single photo doing okay, it. Okay, good. Sharenting. Okay, we'll talk next Thursday. Take it away, Fifi. Bye. friend was created by our mommy, Jessie Quixie. The executive producers are Jesse Cruikshank and Jason Yanba. The technical producer is Rob Perrot. The amazing theme song and sexy interludes are by Jay Melanowski from Badwin Sound Clash. Phone Friend is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Credits are by us, Ray Gatika and Real Gatika. We're her kids. That's crazy, right? Wow, you're still listening? Okay, see you next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.